Hello and welcome to the From Montana to Portugal podcast. This is Janelle Holden, your host, and today is going to be a solo episode. I'm going to share with you a couple of things. One is a voiceover, a reading of the essay that I wrote for my Substack subscribers on Sunday, which I hope will make you laugh. And I'm going to insert some updates and some notes as I read it about what's happened since then. So lots there. And then I just wanted to say at the outset at uh, my sadness and grief that Sinead O'Connor passed, um, she was a huge part of my youth and I resonated with so much that she had to say and really admired her as a person. And I just wanted to give a shout out to all of us who are thinking about her and her music right now. It was a hugely important part of my life. And I, I thank her for everything that she did and wish her well as she passes on and to all of us who are still here. So on that note, let me just start with the essay title, So this is, Honey, Did You Leave the Sprinkler Under the Bed? And the subtext is on the illusion of perfection in real estate or anything else. So first off, I want to just start off by saying, and I I put this in uh, in the essay itself, that to thank everybody for their kind comments about Doug's surgery. So my husband had surgery a couple of weeks ago, just over two weeks ago. And that set us back a little bit in our house selling journey um, because I deliberately didn't do some things to make sure that we had showings during that time so that he could definitely rest up and recover. And we're one week out. Well, now we're two weeks out of post-surgery. And what I said in my essay is basically when Doug asks him how he, when I ask him how he's doing, he's like, I'm a little banged up. I'm fine. And I respond by saying something like, I'm no nurse. You can tell me. And I hopefully will have something to share that will be helpful to you. Um, Anyway, if you want to read the full article, you can see some fun GIFs that I put in there. Uh, Now that we've got that out of the way, Doug is doing well. I want to just tell you what else we're doing, which vaguely resembles a game of hide and seek with people who are unfortunately experiencing early onset dementia. And here's why. Right before Doug's surgery, we had a house showing with a prospective buyer and his realtor, and we were told the time that they were coming, and we did have time to prepare, and we promised to leave the house 15 minutes prior to the showing just to make sure that there were no glimpses of the buyer or the seller before they entered our home, which when you think about it, and this is an aside, when you think about it, it's so weird that... (laughs) It's just weird that we're like, oh, okay, this perfect stranger who is with the realtor, but this perfect stranger is just going to enter my home and we'd have no idea who they are or what they're like or what they're even looking for. And even though we are selling our house by owner at the moment, this is just part of having a realtor help you. So anyway, um, If you've never sold your home while you're living in it before, a lot of people move out and then have a realtor help sell it, then you might not be familiar with the mad dash around the property before the people arrive to hide all evidence of you, your loved ones, anything that would remind them the house and yard take quote unquote work. So before this particular showing, I grab the entire laundry basket with all of our unwashed things and threw it in the back of the van with our dog. Now, to be clear, I didn't throw our dog. He weighs 60 pounds and he walks up a ramp. 
Balanced precariously on top of that was a clean garbage sack full of everything I had just seconds before on the top of my desk, including even the wire metal inbox I bought from Staples because I was just like so overwhelmed that I needed to throw everything in this bag and put it in the back of the van. Meanwhile, Doug was dashing around putting lawn equipment away and hiding piles of grass clippings next to our compost bin underneath a tarp lest people see them and think, huh, I guess this place might need to be mowed every once in a while. He asked me somewhat desperately if he should use a paint scraper and scrape off any grass or dandelions coming through between the bricks in our outdoor entryway before we left. I said no, because I was worried about whether we got all the evidence of flies, spiders, wasps, bats, mice, and moths cleaned up around the property. I had recently stood on a 10-foot ladder with an extension pole, making sure I got the dust and the cobwebs from the corners of the top of our vaulted ceiling, and then around went around to each room to make sure all flight, fly spots were wiped up. Fortunately, this year, the bats have not roosted in the patio umbrella, and the wasps seem to be visiting someone else, but still, I didn't want any pests to make an, an appearance. As an aside, one of our favorite shows is Doc Martin. I think we're watching like we're watching the whole thing now again, maybe the third time. <laughs> and one of the episodes, Al, who's running a B&B, has his first guest. And of course, he opens up underneath the kitchen sink and there's a mouse underneath there. And that was what I was hoping to avoid, <laughs> anything like that. So with our laundry in tow, we took off down a dusty road in our van, grimy from cleaning, exhausted from our efforts, feeling like we were fleeing some unknown terror. It was a lot like that Monty Python scene where all of the knights are running out of the cave and they're like, run away, run away. Yeah, with our house showings, I really have been aiming for an Airbnb lake retreat sort of look, which means that I pull out the guest towels and the special pillows for showings, and we have actual dust cloths, okay, just really a regular sheet, covering pieces of furniture in order to make the clean and dash part a little bit easier. I even hung wine glasses in our wine rack, which we never, well, really rarely use, and made sure the fire pit looked ready for a fire and s'mores. So yeah, I was, as an aside, I really want people to walk in and think, man, this would be a lovely place to stay. This would be a lovely place to live. This would be a lovely place to visit. It's such um, a warm and beautiful environment. That's what I'm hoping for. But in the process of setting everything up for our quote unquote guests who are there for probably less than an hour and removing all of our day-to-day items in great haste under much stress, a great amnesia sets in when we return. And now we really can't find where we put the things that we do need that we hid for the people who are coming to visit our house, which is why Doug said to me yesterday in all seriousness, Say, have you looked under the guest bed yet for the sprinkler? No, I said, I haven't, but that is an idea. Upon further inspection under the bed, I did not find the sprinkler, but I found a wool blanket, which I had hid there because it suggests winter to people. And I don't even want to think about the word snow right now. It is, right now I'm recording this on July 27th, and this morning I actually said to my dad, that the chill in the air reminds me of fall. I think we've actually turned the corner to more fall-like weather and we're only on July 27th. (laughs) This is Northern Montana. So uh, I want, 
I want people to think, still be thinking about green and summer and not snow, including myself. And I also found underneath the bed two cans of tomatoes that fell out of a box we bought in bulk from Sam's Club, and I couldn't find anywhere else to fit them. Of, of course, Doug's guitar. So it was full. There was no room for a sprinkler, but that was like the last place that we had looked. I literally combed through the entire property looking for the sprinkler, thinking it's got to be behind this bush. It must be over here. And we ended up buying a $50 sprinkler. My God, things are expensive. Uh, in order to water some areas that don't get hit by our sprinkler system and have a little bit of brown spots showing. So we needed that sprinkler and we went and got one because I still can't find it. It's probably in some sort of tote bin, which is also Doug's strategy for showings. He's decided uh, we used to have a full room for him and his music and guitar stuff and papers and all that has been turned into a showroom for the guest bedroom. And his strategy for showings was just to, he got a rubber tote bin and put all of his personal papers and belongings and music in it like it's his new desk. And he covers that and then carries it out to storage, the storage shed before showings. And that gives apparently the appearance that no one uses paper in this house and paper's not even a thing here. I occasionally find him rooting around in there looking for a lost post-it note with someone's important phone number on it. For me, by the time I face my work desk to clean it before a showing, I just feel done, which is why it ends up in the car as we drive away. And where do we go while someone else that we've never met is in our home? Well, we drive 30 miles, because this is rural Montana, to sit in the shade at the main drive-in while a teenager takes our order and then brings us each a shake and fry in our car. The sedative effect of the fat, salt, and sugar seems to work wonders on our stress and makes waiting for the realtor's text at least somewhat bearable. I cannot adequately describe the anxiety slash weariness of showings to y'all. It's like the feeling you would get if you were taking your final, final exam in college again, the one that meant you could truly graduate, but it was with the toughest professor on campus. And for some weird reason, your great aunt was staying with you in your dorm room and she was demanding that everything was perfectly in place at all times or she would freak out. Just imagine that for a moment. That's the sort of level of stress that it feels like with showings, especially when you don't have that many of them and they all feel really important. So while sipping on our shakes at the drive-in, we feel too exhausted to wonder if we got it all in the right place. Did we wash the windows to perfection? Did I remember to wipe the crumbs from the silverware tray? Will they notice whether our clothes are perfectly folded in the closet? It doesn't even matter now. It's over. So by the time we arrive back home, our nervous systems are in such disarray that we cannot, for the life of us, remember where we put that sprinkler that was out in the yard not an hour ago in the perfect spot waiting for us to use it and green up that brown spot, along with many other things which we will discover in random weird places for at least the next two weeks. How do I know this is true? It isn't just me. A friend of mine who is moving from Florida to France put her house up for sale a couple of weeks ago, and she told me that when they arrived home after a showing, she found their bathroom soap and a dog toy under her husband's pillow, hidden there by their realtors before the showing occurred. Now, I had a good laugh at finding soap 
and a dog toy under your pillow. And I can understand the dog toy. Someone might be allergic to dogs. You know, they want to, don't want to suggest that a dog had full run of the house for years. But why is soap objectionable? <laughs> what if the people viewing the home were desperate to use the bathroom and needed to wash their hands afterwards? Would the realtor just pull out the soap from underneath the pillow and say, I found some <laughs> for you? I asked my friend what type the soap was, and she said, just the regular type of soap, nothing unusual, dove, dove soap. Uh-huh. Her realtor made the same promises that our initial realtor made to us, which goes something like, wow, a home like this, this should sell in a week, two weeks max. And now is saying to her, you know, what you've got going for you here with this house is your pool and that copper sink. Let's take some more photos of the copper sink. It's like if someone told me, well, what you got going for you are your eyes. You got really nice eyes and your smile. Yes, your smile. Now, have you heard of a brand called Spanx? And she's also thinking, my friend is thinking, someone is going to buy my house because of an $800 sink. And the realtor says something like, sure, it's the kind of thing people always want but would never buy for themselves. Uh-huh. Now, I, I was making fun of this, but my friend just sold her house on Saturday and is hopefully moving to England first and then France after uh, by mid-August. So things are moving really fast for her. She's in a really great market. I am so happy for her. And I jokingly said to her via text, it was because of the sink, right? And she wrote back and said, yes. <laughs> now I don't know if she was joking. I haven't had a chance to actually catch up for sure. But if it was the sink, okay, color me wrong. That one, one up for the realtor. <laughs> she said it drives her husband crazy thinking that someone is looking through all of his things while they are away during show showings. And so she tried to re reassure him, look, no one is really that interested in your underwear drawer in the bureau. They don't have time to look there. They're looking through all the kitchen cabinets instead. <laughs> I don't think that probably helped. She also pointed out that moving abroad to a place you haven't even seen yet compounds the whole stress equation. She actually sent her husband away for a week back home to the UK in order to have the house to herself and get through the showings and make it all an easier process. In fact, I had a business partner, a close friend who sold her house in LA and she and her husband moved out during the first two weeks of showings just to keep the house in that perfect pristine condition. Where we live in Montana, this is not really a possibility without spending thousands of dollars. And given that we may or may not get an offer from that. It just seems like a ridiculous amount of money. However, if you are in this position, I do have some advice, which is if you have the opportunity to have somebody clean your house and stage your home before showings, do it. It is well worth it. At least get the staging done and then know that you know that's just how you're going to have to keep things. It is difficult. I'm not going to lie to try to keep things, all of your personal stuff away and get things in a position for showings. It's much easier if you can clean out your entire house and garage before you do it, which also my friend told me, and she's like, I just had a major ego hit. Even Salvation Army didn't want my stuff. <laughs> so get used to that as well. People may or may not like your things in the showing. So um, what she was also pointing about out about the stress of moving abroad is 
you know, it's much different than if you're moving to a new neighborhood or you've already moved out. And in this one, there's a lot riding on the transaction. And this is also where people are always asking you, when are you going to move incessantly? And you have no good answer other than when our house sells, which is like you have to admit in front of God and everyone that really only God knows the answer. So for me, the biggest lesson in all this is that perfection will drive you crazy. I have another friend in real estate who, when I asked her how her summer vacation to the Dominican Republic went with her family, she said, well, you know how when everything is absolutely perfect, the one thing that isn't is glaringly obvious? And I said, yeah. And then thought all about how I was trying to make our house perfect. And probably that was making people focus on the things that were never going to be perfect about the place. So that's great life advice as well, because in trying to be perfect and trying to make our home look like no one lives there while it is currently occupied by two people, a dog and a cat, I was driving us all crazy because it's not a perfect house. No used house is. Even one that was built in a relatively recent age isn't. And even if I brought all the new towels out and disposed of the soap and made sure there are no cobwebs in any corner the people who are looking at it would likely find something else to object to once everything was perfect. In other words, we're probably never going to get this completely right until the person who is meant to love this place walks in and says, wow, I'll take it. In fact, that's what happened to us the last time that we sold a house and what happened when we bought that same house. When you fall in love, you willingly give up looking for what's wrong and focus instead on what feels right. Now that said, I am still a sucker for compliments about my house. My friend told me her realtor also told her that her house felt quote unquote so homey and she cuddled that word until she realized they probably said something like that to everyone they work with. Just like I cuddle the word gorgeous when people describe my house. Really? I say like Sally Field accepting her Oscar. You really like it? It's just so personal, even if it is only wood and nails and sheetrock and paint attached to concrete and a very large yard that looks like a park, and I've babied like it's my firstborn for six years, but ultimately, I've got to let it go to someone who loves it for whatever they see it as and take my quest for perfection off the table. I believe we'd probably all be better off if every real estate transaction included a therapist and the closing costs for the seller and the buyer and maybe even the real estate agent. We all need a lot of handholding through this process. All right, folks. So that's the essay that I wrote. You can go and see as well some other suggestions that I had for books and movies and podcasts and things that are really making me think. That is on my Substack page, and that's janelleholden.substack.com. So if you look at that uh, that essay, I've got some great things at the end. I'd love for you to subscribe. I'd love for you to comment and just let me know where you're at and what you're thinking and if you're moving. And I hope this helps. A uh, couple things that I want you to take away from it. One is dr- trying to be perfect in life and making ourselves be acceptable to every stranger who walks by will drive you crazy. And the other is when you're thinking through like your stress levels as you're selling your home or you know, as you're moving to Portugal, if that's on your plan or anywhere else, is just to think about how can I reduce the stress in all of this because it can really take its own toll and to have really good 
if you can, self-care routines and all of this. I may not be the best example, um, but I am definitely trying for that and making sure that I get exercise and some sleep during all of this because really none of it is worth sacrificing your health for. And getting help is really important. So whether that's with a realtor or with a cleaner or with a show person, go and do that. Anyway, I'm going to leave that with you for today's podcast. Um, I'm so happy you're here. Please make sure to subscribe and come on over to Substack and subscribe there. I'd love to have you. Lots of good things are coming. I've got so much in the hopper that I cannot wait to share with you. So make sure and come over and play with us over on Substack. Thanks. Bye-bye.